culture, women confuse this very often. They talk about the fact that men have all the power, men make all the money, men are in charge, and we oppress women. Let me make something very clear to you. Firstly, you're confusing 1% of men with all men. The majority of men have no money, no power, no sex from their wife, Facts. no fucking chance in court. They can't even keep their house. They won't get to see their kids. So most men, their life sucks. That's the first thing. The second thing, when a man gets up at four in the morning to go carry garbage to earn a good wage, he ain't thinking, I'm going to do this so I can oppress that bitch because she's broke. <laughs> He's doing it thinking so I can provide for my family so my woman can stay at home and raise my kids and have nice nails while I'm out here carrying trash. The modern world, they've spun that. Feminism spun that. Men make all the money. You women need more money because men make the money and men are in charge and men have the good jobs. Men are out here giving up their fucking life for you chicks. They're giving up their life for you. Mansplaining. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Unfortunately, Andrew Tate is not here, but yes, that was him that you just heard. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a very another interesting episode, similar to our cancel episode, but that didn't work, so we're still here. Let's test the waters again. How you doing, Albert? Good. How are you? Fantastic. Um, so this is technically a redo episode because we tried to do this once and. It just didn't turn out the way we liked it. So we're making it better. Yeah. We're going to try really hard. The first time we did it, it kind of... Okay. So the goal of this episode kind of is to explain men and what what uh, what things about men seem to be getting misportrayed and forgotten about in today's society. And when I first tried to do this with John, I kind of pushed it into like marriage and kids and that wasn't really the goal and it got just too sporadic and really didn't make sense so i'm gonna try this with a little more direct route and we figured that andrew tate clip would be a good opener because if anybody who is alive doesn't know who andrew tate is i don't know what you've been doing but he's been a pretty controversial character because he's he's a crazy dude with lots of money who likes to show it off and he's one of those guys who says some really profound things like you heard at the beginning of this episode, but then sometimes he follows it up with something a little douchebaggy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got a very straightforward attitude, but he, yeah, he does say some pretty s- stupid shit, but along with some good shit. Yeah. And I think more importantly, the, the just cause he says some dumb things doesn't mean the, uh, some of the other things he's saying aren't true. I think that, intro clip we just played is a a very good uh example of that because i can't disagree with anything in that you know minute or so clip at the beginning there Mm -hmm. yeah so we're just basically just going to do the complete opposite of matt walsh and just go we're gonna ask the question what is a man what is a man so for everyone listening man or woman it's i mean for the men you'll you'll be able to relate a lot and hopefully if there's any women listening, you can just be hopefully be a little open to what we're saying and just trying to understand our perspective of things. We're not going to we're not trying to say anyone's wrong, anyone's right. We're just trying to give you the the view from our eyes and how we see things. Um, yes, things do get contradicting. Yes, people don't agree. Opinions do not agree, but that happens in every walk of life, whether who you are. So that's kind of the point of this episode and 
tech, uh, to the bottom of it why it's a pain in the ass to be a man. It certainly is. <laughs> so, um, in the original episode that you guys don't get to hear, I read a little article about a woman that pretended to be a guy. I can't remember the name of the book. Um, man, self-made man, something like that. I can't remember. But I read the article, and I'm very glad we're redoing this because I read like a fucking second grader. So you, lucky for you, you don't get to hear that. I but, think I think more importantly, it's not that you read like a second grader. It's that... The article sucked. You, the article sucked, and that was the other problem. Half that episode was about why the news sucks. <laughs> yeah. So the article, we were trying to talk more about the, the lady that pretended to be a man because she ended up killing herself. But the article skipped over all of that you know there was talk about because she wrote a book about it she went to a vocal coach to help on her breathing help on the way she talks so she talks more like a man she worked on her makeup and applied cotton to her face to give her that little scruff look um and she joined a boy a bowling league with uh, with other guys but and everyone thought that she that he was gay because he they seemed a little girly well, in the end, this person, after the experiment, admitted herself to a mental hospital, correct? Yeah. Basically, the gist of it was... Sorry. She, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the gist of it was uh, she converted to be a dude, and I'm going to say part of the problem, she probably had some mental shit going on in the first place to want to do an experiment like that, mm -hmm. but she became a dude and became more depressed and hated her life because her being a man was much harder than she anticipated. And yeah, then she checked into a mental hospital and ended up killing herself in the end. Yeah. And I think the the article, we were hoping it hit on the point, what we were trying to say is some people think uh, being a man is just the most easy thing in the world. And it's not. It, it can be really hard and challenging at times. Mm -hmm. I've been accused of, well, not accused, but you know, the question, what are you thinking about? What are you doing? Nothing. I'm not doing anything. We are very good at just checking out mentally and just like, like right now I'm staring at a propane bottle and I could be, I could be like that for 15 minutes. I've, I've, uh, and it's, how do you do that? Why, why, <laughs> why are you so stress free? Why, why, why? <laughs> my, my wife is, uh, I've explained to her. She said some things. I was like, do you want to know how I got to that point? Let me explain to you my entire thought process. And she's just like, after I'm done, she's like, I, how did you get to there? I don't <laughs> understand how you got from this to that. And uh, yeah, that's that's a lot of what goes on in a man's life. We have a lot of shit going on in our heads that doesn't make sense to a lot of people, both men and female. You know, we can completely just check out and be numb to the world around us for a certain amount of time. Or we can, our brains can be running 10,000 miles a minute at one thirty in the morning when we're trying to sleep. Yes. Like I have a big problem. Uh, I have to watch TV to go to sleep. If I don't have TV going when I go to sleep, I will think myself. Is it TV or just like noise? TV. Oh, with that light and all that stuff. Uh, and yeah, the I, got, I got to have a distraction to ignore to check out. Really? Like how you're saying, like, you just check out and stare at a propane tank and like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I have to have something going on I'm trying to ignore to keep my brain busy enough from just running, like a run-on train, just going into a billion thoughts at once. <laughs> like, I do it in like 
I'll catch myself doing it like when I'm on the road, not at home with my wife or kids or anything. Mm-hmm. I will sit there, like put a Netflix TV something series or something on. I'll set my little sleep timer on my tablet for like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And I will literally sit there. The timer goes out and I'm like trying so hard to fall asleep and I'll do the whole lay with your eyes closed game where it's like, yeah, I went, close my eyes, hold them tight, don't open, don't open. 20 minutes later, I look up and it's been, you know, 20 minutes that I've just eyes closed and nothing. I'm more awake than I was 20 minutes earlier. So I have to put another TV show on just to distract me enough that I get bored enough to fall asleep, basically. Hmm. Okay. I, I've been that way since I was 15, 16, probably. I think a lot of it is I was a really noct- I'm a nocturnal person by nature. So it, it that is also kind of hard for me. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've just always been a nocturnal person. So I think that's part of my problem. But I've talked to other guys about it, too, and... I thought it was just kind of me. And no. A lot of guys say they have the same issue. Like they can, their mind will just get rolling. Yeah, there. I've years ago I was like that, where I needed that uh, that noise or that light or that sound to really help put me to sleep. Like I could. I remember when I was younger, I would put on a movie on with D, a DVD that I know would not turn itself off overnight, so it would just continually play on repeat, and I would wake up and I'd be watching fucking. Batman the Dark Knight yeah. because I fell asleep to it. <clears throat> I specifically have to watch old TV shows that I've already seen so I don't get I have to not get drawn into it. Mm-hmm. So I've watched NCIS and Criminal Minds so many times <laughs> in my life. Um and like when I'm on the road I usually do like stupid true crime documentaries that are kind of dull <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'll just fall asleep and if you look at my my I have a separate profile for when I'm on the road and it probably just looks like I'm obsessed with serial killers, <laughs> but they're the only thing that's like, they're usually not interesting enough to make me get into it. Cause sometimes yeah. if I put on a movie I've never seen before, then I end up just watching the movie for two hours. <laughs> but no, I've, I've talked to other guys, not so much about needing shit to fall asleep, but the whole run on train, like their, their brain just works that way. It just gets rolling and can't stop. Oh yeah. A man's brain is a very active and yet dangerous place all at the same time. Because like you said, you drive a lot, people that run equipment and operate a lot, they, they, they just sit there and they run the, run the motions, they, they know what they're doing, they don't really need to do much thinking. Yeah, that's all muscle memory. Yeah, they sit there and they just start, they start thinking about shit that sometimes it's completely irrelevant. Like I've had arguments with people that don't even exist, that have never happened in life, and then right. it pisses you off and you have to stew with that, or you actually <laughs> deal, you, you're actually going with some shit, dealing, you know, dealing with some stuff, stuff and then you have to fucking sit and stew for eight hours or whatever. Oh yeah. I've done that. I've pissed myself off many a times with mm-hmm. my own dumb thoughts. Like he said, arguing with invisible people in yeah. the brain. I'm, I'm sure that you've had an argument with me that I've never even in- encountered. I guarantee it. <laughs> I've had arguments with myself. Like mm-hmm. I've literally, I don't know why, but I've gotten into thought loops where I'm like thinking, thinking. And I'm like, well, but you're stupid because of this, that, and that. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, and then next thing I know, it's like I had this 20-minute argument in my head with literally myself. Like, who can I prove right? My left brain or my right brain? Yep. But no, that's that's like the ADD thing. I think that's, I don't think it's ADD. I think it's just being a man because all these kids and shit these days, every single one of them has some form of ADD or ADHD. And I really, on a macro scale, big picture, don't believe in ADD. I really don't. I think it's just 
how the brain works. Okay. Especially for a man. Like the I remember being in I don't know what grade, preschool, kindergarten or whatever, and I've been told that my teachers are, my teacher like um ma'am, you're, you know, my mom, your your kid has ADD, ADHD. I was like, um he's fucking 7. It, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but some people get so into it and they start medicating their kids right away and all that shit. And yeah. I think a lot of people just don't realize like that's just little boys, little little men. Yeah. That's what that's what they do. I think I think 99% of especially boys mm-hmm. would probably qualify having ADD f- like almost until their late 20s. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, isn't, don't they say it's like 25, 26 for a man's brain is actually fully developed? Yeah, actually mature. Yeah. I mean, I still have a fart joke, so I mean, Well, I'm not saying on. I'm not saying it's, <laughs> it's foolproof. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I think our frontal cortex or whatever legitimately isn't physically all the way done growing until you're in your mid-20s. Okay. So, no, that's, man, that one gets me going with the ADD thing because it's just, like, I listen to it and they're like, I have, I have all those symptoms. Yeah. Like, do you not pay attention to shit you don't give a fuck about? What are you talking about? What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what are yeah. you talking? They but, say, like, you you have a hard time focusing. I don't have a hard time focusing when you put me in a fun 80,000 pound machine. That's right? pretty fun. Yeah. I don't have too many issues there. I don't have a hard time focusing when I'm putting a transmission in a truck <laughs> like give me give me shit i like you ever notice all the add diagnoses come from school they never find a kid on the playground and go that kid has add on the playground it's because you have a little kid in school and you're trying to teach him photosynthesis and he doesn't give a fuck yeah he's like <laughs> um i'm more interested about who's asking when to kick on the tetherball court tonight exactly but um i mean more more about like the what andrew tate was kind of getting at Oh yeah, um, men adult. We'll go back to adult men. Yeah, adult men. So I mean, I mean, we deal with a lot. I mean, there's a, a big burden put on men's shoulders just from speaking from my experience. You know, going through divorce. Um, I have a few friends that are going through divorce, and you know, they men are very silent sufferers, and it is not fun because we were talking about on our gun episode the highest suicide rate is men, mm-hmm. and Men get drug, drugged through the mud. Are you cold? Just my fucking feet, dude. Oh. It's damn cold. <laughs> You're and I'm shaking wearing, over I'm here. I'm wearing tennis shoes. <laughs> but um, men get drugged through the mud for fucking almost everything they expect. We're expected the most out of. Um, and I'm, I'm, all right, ladies, I understand. But you want a woman that cooks, cleans, and takes care of the kids. Okay, well, what do you expect out of us, Albert? As a husband and, and father, you expect to have money coming in constantly make sure the mortgage is paid paid every bills are paid everything's um up to cleanliness that you can um everyone's happy fucking this is actually a great day to do this episode you know why i think for the first time in 10 years i did the dishes this morning oh really (laughs) (laughs) but to be fair that is that is something that me and my wife talked and agreed about long when we were young and first moved in together i just Mm -hmm. said this is a thing i don't do she said that's fine yeah so don't freak out and think i held a gun to my wife's head make her every every fucking day (laughs) yeah i don't fuck with dishes but this morning i did yeah and you know to be fair I found out she was going to make pancakes. So I figured the sooner I got the dishes done, the more pancakes. The, fa- she, the, the faster, faster I get some pancakes. The faster she'd make the pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
I mean, there, there's a lot of burden. Like there was another video. You have another video clip we watched earlier and there was one I watched earlier uh, and they were asking a, a bunch of women at the table, you know, they're tired of hookup culture. The women are tired of hookup, hookup culture and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's always, they always want sex. And the question they, they asked the girls at the table, well, who's in control of the sex men or women? And then all the, there's like three or four women at the table and they all said, women, we do, we control it. Okay. Well, if you're in control of sex, don't you think you're also in control of hookup culture? Because it sounds like you're the one that has the power over it. Why are you the ones disgusted at us when you are the ones that get to control all of it? Yeah. I mean, he made a really good point because they were talking about how uh, men are either insecure or controlling because they don't want their partner to go party or go to a bar by themselves. They want to do it as a, you know, with them or have them not do it at all. Mm -hmm. And they were saying like, but men always go drinking with the boys all the time. And he was explaining, rephrase that question in a more legit term because mm-hmm. you're simplifying, oh, I just want to go drink. Like you're simplifying it. Like most men aren't going to have a problem if their girlfriend or wife or whatever goes and has brunch and drinks fucking mimosas with two other chicks. That's usually not the problem. It's the lady who wants to go to the nightclub. Yeah. Get all, well, I'm going to say a bad word. I'm, I'm, get all sexed up. <laughs> yeah. Look, you know, looking like you're, you know, exposing yourself yeah. for attention. Well, that was his point is, you're not asking to go drink. You're asking to go out to a place where you are going to be fed drinks, get intoxicated, be sexually pursued by a bunch of men who may be more attractive than your boyfriend or husband, and this, that, and the other. Like he just explains it in very oversimplified terms, but accurate. Mm-hmm. And he was like, now let's reverse that. And if your man comes to you and says, I want to go to a bar where a bunch of women are going to be feeding me drinks, paying for me drinks. They want to sexually pursue me. They may be a better partner than you. And they want to eagerly have sex with me at the end of the night. Would you be okay with that? And every single one of them said no. Yeah. And he goes, that's. But it's okay for you. Exactly. And that's, that's the part of the, what's hard about being a man is explaining that. It mm-hmm. takes us a clip on Instagram that gets a million views to go. That's how I needed to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I've had that argument a bunch in the past with my with my marriage with my ex-wife and look all men are wired almost exactly the same we all have the same thoughts all right like i said almost the same we all understand men women don't like women because they don't get women because women don't know what they want that's that's the ever, never-ending joke right mm-hmm. but when guys go to the bar to drink they're going out with a bunch of their guy friends. They're fucking hanging out, fucking around, doing being stupid, playing yeah. pool. If if unless, like for the women out there, unless you your boyfriend or husband or whatever is a douchebag trying to cheat on you, mm-hmm. let's let's pretend this isn't the type of guy we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about a guy who is loyal, works, productive, nice to you. When he asks to go drink out with the boys, they're just gonna go act like drunk guys. And fucking sack tap each other and make a bunch of fucking jokes and throw yeah. darts. It's not. But I get the, a bullseye before you. Yeah. The other guys aren't sexually pursuing trying to sleep with them. Yeah. That's the big difference that I think a lot of guys can't um, politely explain when they tell their wife or whatever, I don't want you to go drink it without me. It's uh, instead of saying, I don't want you going somewhere where a bunch of guys who might be better looking than me are trying to fuck you. They just say no. 
So yeah. then women think, oh, you're just controlling. My thing was, I was always, I trust you. It's I don't trust everyone else. Exactly. And that got, you know, it's always turned around in your face, but. It shouldn't be, but it's the truth. Yeah. But what are some other ways that you know, like men have it hard? Like I, I mentioned divorce. So I, I, I'm not going to say anyone's name, but I've had friends reach out to me where they were hoping everything would be cordial and they found stuff where it's not going to be cordial anymore because the other person wants everything from the, from the husband. And like I said, men get drugged through the dirt. They get left with no house. So they have to go find an apartment or they have to go live with their parents. They get almost all of their money taken away from them. And then most of their rights from their children are taken away. So they're, I mean, they're just drugged through this long process where they, you know, you, you spend years of building a life with somebody and then it just turns into fucking who, who are you nowadays? And like, I don't understand what happened to the person I was with to you now. And now I'm left with a confused, empty room that I can barely even see my fucking kids. And I still have to go to work and work even harder now to pay for child support when you, when you did all this to me. Yeah. I mean, that's Look, I mean, I don't have kids, so I can't personally speak on that, but I know a lot of men that have been through that scenario to where they have to work twice as hard to get even less back. Yeah. I mean, it all gets messy. I, when men are stuck in a divorce and they're having to, they're looking down the barrel of paying child support. So alimony is something I don't agree with at all. Like some lady can come on here one day and argue her side of that. I'm not going to pretend I understand it, but I can just say the alimony thing I don't agree with. Mm -hmm. Um, but child support's a, it's a sticky one because I do, I know people that pay child support. I've worked with a lot of guys who are paying child support for one or multiple kids. And sometimes I get really pissed at them because they're just bitching and moaning about having to pay child support. And I'm like, you made the kid. Yes. But something I didn't realize for a long time. And I think it's overplayed by the person paying child support and underplay, underplayed by the person receiving it is Child support often turns in, um, there's another clip that I wish I would have saved. We could have played it. It's also Andrew Tate and he's talking about child support. He's like, men wouldn't have a problem with handing their children $3,000 a month. So their kid could go get Nikes and wear Gucci and do Mm -hmm. all this fucking shit. The problem is you want child support so you can wear Gucci and shit too. I uh, 100% agree with that one. Yeah. And that was kind of the thing I didn't see when all these guys were bitching about child support. Granted, I've heard guys paying super small amounts of child support. And they're bitching. And that still irritates me because I'm like, you know kids eat that much food a mm-hmm. month. Like, but he made a good point. He's like, in almost every civilized part of the world, you can raise a kid for $1,000 a month. You can feed a kid, clothe a kid, bathe a kid, do all the necessities. There's almost nowhere in the world where you can't do that and still have wiggle room with $1,000. So he was just making an argument that child support shouldn't be based on your income. It should be based on per child and it could easily be a fixed amount like a thousand bucks. Yeah. Just because I get a raise doesn't mean that my child support should go up. Well, that yeah, that was his argument. Yeah. Just because I get a raise doesn't mean my ex-wife does too. Yeah. And, yeah. And there, there's been a lot of people, I mean, since we're on the divorce top part of it, I mean, then the kids get used as a weapon to make more money. To, so that way the, now the, the wife can go out and get their nails done. They can go out and have those drinks and things like that, you know. I've, I've seen it a lot to where I'm more interested in child support for my benefit instead of the child's benefit. Yeah. Well, and the problem is too, like 
for as great a state as Texas is, it's also one of the worst states to have to go through a divorce with children in because Texas will always give the child to the parent least likely to work because the way they see it is the parent who does work is the most likely to be able to financially support it and they don't want to diminish their working capabilities by making them also take care of the child. That's bullshit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to be fair, Texas also gets a percentage of child support. Oh, I did not know they that. They have a financial incentive in it. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense then. Yeah, it's messy. Yeah. It's not fair, but it is what it is. I also, to be honest, to us guys out there, I haven't heard a lot of you willing to quit your job and go stay home with the kids either. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of guys that are willing to pay and support their kids, but not not a lot of guys are willing to quit working. But that's because it's hard to be a guy, because if you're not a working guy, you're, you almost don't consider yourself a man anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, what? what how do you define a, ma- a man then? Like... You have to be strong. You have to be independent. You have to be able to bust your ass for fucking anything, right? Like, how do how do you the one visualize the one analogy that I tried? I started with in the the now deleted episode. That was actually good, as I was trying to explain. Uh, I feel like men have to be a family wolf. Okay. Like to be everything good about a man. You have to be like a wolf, like a wolf dog that's part of a family. You have to be a protector. You have to be kind. You have to be vicious. You have to be capable of being vicious. You don't have to be vicious to your family, but you got to be capable if another dude comes into your house and tries to be vicious. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to be more vicious than that guy. You have to be financially responsible. You have to protect everyone. And then, like I said, like, I guess to put it in order, you have to be like a wolf in the, in the idea of you have to be, you have to be capable of being vicious and brutal and a protector and all that's strong. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, you're also expected to be kind and gentle and nice and loving and caring. You have to wear a lot of name tags. And, and the point I was trying to make is you have two, two sets of uh, responsibilities where I feel like women only have one. Mm-hmm. Now, they're both very important responsibilities that a man and woman have. But no one, if you have a mother or even even without kids, like a wife, no one's ever going to say a wife is a bad wife if she can't you know, beat up a home intruder or stop a, another person from attacking her husband. But yeah. if you ever see a husband watching his wife get attacked and not do anything. Person's not a man. That dude's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying is it's not a double standard. It's just more standards is all there, I'm saying. It's, it's an expectation yeah. out of each individual role. I mean, because to be fair, if a woman isn't loving or kind, she's most people probably wouldn't consider her a good woman. Yeah. And a man, he has to be loving or, and kind and vicious and awesome. Or if the woman isn't kind and loving they're going to be like well what what is he doing for you to not want to give that that's true they always look back i mean a lot a lot 90 percent of the time yeah i'm not even saying like to each other i'm just saying in general like like if i told you jane over there doesn't love anything like what's wrong with her and if i said john over there doesn't love anything you'd be like what's wrong with him now if i said jane can't beat up this dude attacking her husband you'd be like well yeah it's a girl but if you said bob can't stop this person from attacking 
or won't stop this person from attacking Jane, you'd be like, dude, what's Bob's problem? Mm -hmm. It's just an extra set of standards is all I'm saying. It's not more or less morals. It's just a couple of extra standards a lot of men have to make sure they achieve to be considered a good man. Yeah, a strong man, yeah. So then another question for you, Mr. Shaky. (laughs) Um, I am cold now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what about like there's the expression man up rub rub some dirt on it you know just get over it you know be a man um i find this one a tricky one because we're told that a lot and when i was going through divorce and i was going through my bullshit i was like well i would really like somebody to talk to but who is there to talk to because one guys don't talk about their shit it's unheard of which i don't agree with i think that should not be a thing as for women they get the most outrageous amount of support from literally everybody because all they have to do is look sorry on facebook okay and play the pity party to be devil's advocate whose fault is that i guess that's what you'd have to figure out is it women's is it a woman's fault that men don't check up on men or is it men's fault for not checking no i'm just i'm just showing both sides like if i was oh yeah to go out and post you know, when I was going through my bullshit, if I was out going out, if I went out to, and post some stuff, how much attention would I get over my ex-wife? Oh, I mean, we know. We've talked about this exact situation. Yeah. That's exactly why, you know, one of the times I hit you up, that's what I told you led me to hit you up yeah. was your ex-wife, like you both, you're both dealing with it. So it's hard on you both. And everybody was just checking in on her. Nobody's checking in mm-hmm. on John. So I was like, I guess I'll check in and see what's going on with John. And that's... Mm, it's a hard subject because part of me agrees a hundred percent with you is guys need to you're you're there tapping on the door you know willing to be that person to, to listen and talk to but at the same time the person that you're trying to reach out to needs to be willing to open that door of communication yeah it falls on both people and that's kind of where i'm i'm trying to get at is how do we fix it to where both sides of that party are willing to talk about it because we're told to fucking man up and just fucking get over it our entire lives. Be a man. I think the whole problem is that whole process of man up, rub some dirt on it. That is all, uh, it's, it's kind of like another episode where we're talking about slippery slopes. Mm-hmm. Like I agree in situations of divorce, breakups, uh, death and families, shit like that. Men don't check up on men enough. And men don't open up to men enough. Mm -hmm. Don't open up at all. But I also feel like if you push too far on the uh, don't rub some dirt on it, don't walk it off, you end up with they thems. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's how I feel about it. Like, I agree that as a man, you need to be able to open up, express your feelings a little bit. You need to, you need to make sure shit's not eating you because you're not opening up because the only person who can fix that is you yourself. But the way society is going these days, I find myself saying a lot, walk it off, rub some dirt on it at the same time. So uh, you know me walking contradiction. Mm -hmm. It's a hard one. I think the, the biggest thing is you, I, I would recommend men starting with men. Like, it'd be, rather than trying to convince 
men, you need to open up, you need to do this, you need to be touchy-feely, it'd be easier to convince men, check on your friends, mm-hmm. check on your other man friends. Like, that would, you know, over time allow people to know, hey, it's okay to open up and talk without hopefully pressuring people to talk about every little fucking feeling they have. Mm-hmm. Because I'm... Well, yeah, no, there's a difference between talking about literally every feeling and then, you know, talking about the shit that, you're like, I'm Albert, I'm fucking, that pistol's looking pretty friendly tonight. Yeah, yeah, that, that's where I agree 100%. Guys need to, they need to start talking before they get to that. Yeah. You know, they need to say, hey, man, I'm having a rough fucking time, you know. They, they don't need to wait until they're deciding to suck start a pistol. They mm-hmm. need to, before they even get there, they need to be, you know, I'm not saying you have to, therapy might work for you, maybe not, but it, it never hurts just to go to another friend of yours and be like, hey, bro. I need to chat. I needed to get some shit yeah. off my chest. Or even asking, you know, you could just go to a friend and be like, man, you ever been so frustrated you just wanted to move to the mountains and run away from everyone? Mm-hmm. You can just have a conversation about that shit and it doesn't require getting, you're not losing any manhood points for that. And I think if men just did that, the whole men's suicide rate right there would start dropping mm-hmm. if you just address it long before that. It's a weird one. I, I, conversation for sure. Cause like there's a gentleman that is going through this stuff and we went out and we had breakfast one morning, you know, we went out and did a few things and we just fucking hung out, you know, we, we chatted about it. You know, I've been through not a hundred percent of everything that he's been through because we, you know, obviously we live different lives, mm-hmm. but I was able to relate in ways. I gave him a little bit about what I went through and we just chatted we fucking had breakfast and then we went about our days and, you know, I got a text later that day saying, thank you. You know, that, I mean, that's all it takes is putting, putting in that effort. You know, if, if, if we're friends, you know, check, check up on your friends, spend that time because you never know. That might could have saved a man's life that day. Oh yeah. Because if you you never know what your what fucking Frank next door is going through. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I have a friend right now. I mean, you know him. Mm-hmm. He's having very hard times in life, and he's also the guy that is struggling to actually talk to people when he needs to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, all I can do is all I can do. You know, I tell him. I'm out on the road. I'm out of town a lot, but I'm only a phone call away. Mm-hmm. Every time I see him, I tell him I'm only a phone call away. I can't force him to call me, but I, I might be beat. You, you're I might, giving him that open yeah, line of I might be beating a dead horse or not, but every time, every time before we're done talking, I tell him I'm only a phone call away. Yeah. You know? So, that, I mean, it just starts with brothers checking in on brothers, you know? But I think back to the main, the, the points we were talking about was just like, I think this is, these type of things are like you're talking about that silent suffering is it's part of what makes a man great. It's part of what brings men down all at the same time. Yeah. Because women would go insane if men got as dramatic as a woman (laughs) every time. (laughs) Like they would, they would lose all respect for men. Yeah. Like if you had a man who got a splinter and acted like a if i acted like a woman who broke a all, nail all of my with all of my bullshit oh my god i would be a mess yeah and men and women wouldn't like you no no one would like me <laughs> and it's funny it's it's kind of like all i guess all i'm saying is like there's all these standards you you should meet to be considered a good dude mm-hmm. or a good man i should say and i i think sometimes women don't realize just how many standards there are 
Thank you have to be a provider. You have to make money. You have to be able to fucking fix my car. You have to be able to fix your car. You have to go work fucking 40, 80 hours a week. You have to be able to go get grocery shop sometimes. You have to fix, you know, whatever else I'm not naming off. Fucking, yeah. you have to do it. There's just a lot. And it's not that women don't have any responsibilities. It's just they're different. And I think sometimes it's just underestimated what, what men are dealing with because you go home and a man has to, you know, make his family happy, you know, whatever that is, being nice, playing with the kids, helping with dishes, being nice to the wife, all those are great things. You have to do it. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying you 100% have to. You might also have to go to work and be belittled by some douchebag of a boss mm-hmm. who makes you feel like a piece of shit human being all day. And then you have to be able to flip this light switch when you go home. 100%. And I'm sure women who work have to deal with that too, but it's women women talk to each other about that shit. I mm-hmm. hope. I guess I can't say I know that, but I would hope. I think they do. Sounds like they do from what I hear. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do. But a lot of men just do that shit in silence. I think it's uh Yeah, I have to go I have to go to work all fucking day and deal with my dickhead boss talking shit to me all day. I don't get paid enough from all, all this bullshit I put up with. I come home to a, a screaming kids and a wife that does nothing but bitch at me and blah blah blah. I can't escape it. You know, okay. that that scenario. Yep, there's being a man suffering in silence has a lot of negatives to it and I know a few good things about it because that's part of what makes men great. I find it admirable when there's a man going through so much shitty shit in his life and you would never know it. That's the hard part about it. Is it it's hard like you don't want people to you don't want men to go through life or go through a bad part of life and not be able to open up and talk about it. But at the same time, you you can't help but to admire a guy when he's working his ass off at the job site, fucking killing it. Hardest work on the job. Then you find out his fucking wife left him for the neighbor, took the kids, has taken half his paycheck, his trucks broke down. You're just like, fuck. He's working so hard so he doesn't go home and shoot himself. Or he's a fucking strong person. Like, that's what I see on some of those guys. I mean, I've met guys where you're just like, like I've worked with a guy I used to call Happy. Happiest fucking dude you ever met. And then you just find out some of the shit he dealt with and you're just like, fuck, how are you not more pissed? And he's no. just, it's like his, his, just his threshold is higher is all it is. And it's like, how can you not respect Yeah, his that? pain tolerance. Yeah, like I was giving this analogy to my wife the other day. Like you have these, everybody has cups. Like you have a cup of stress and your cup can only get so full and you have a, like his threshold for stress and shit is just, he has a big gulp and some people only have a 32 ounce, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> some, some people only have a shot glass. That, but I don't know. I've just, I've seen a lot of guys like that too. And it's like, that's admirable. Mm-hmm. It's really admirable when everything about life is kicking you in the dick, but you're still a positive fucking person and you're out there killing it. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what do you that's, say? To- that's kind of why I'm more, I've kind of, what's the word? You know, after the past couple of years, you know, I, I focus more on the positivity type sides of yeah. things because a lot of people don't find it as it's, it's a lot harder to find. It's a lot easier to find the negative shit. It's a lot easier to talk bad about people and do bad things. So I'm trying to, you know, talk more about the good stuff, you know, try and talk people through it. You know, it's going to be, dude, it's, it's going to be better. It's going to, it's going to take a while. It's going to, it's going to suck now guaranteed. But, in a year, two years, five years, when you do all of it, just it's going to be one hundred percent worth it. Yeah, it's a, you know that's kind of where I'm at with all of it. You know, 
be positive. It's very hard, but it's worth it. And work work for it and work for a better you. Right. And I, I also think that men are just tired of giving everything they have to people and then getting kicked in the dick. That's why especially after going through divorce, you know, men are all, a lot more like, um, I don't fucking need you. I am. I have no problem being a bachelor for the rest of my life because all you do is bring fucking headaches. Yeah. I see that. I definitely see that a lot. I mean, when we talk, when we talked about marriage and kids, you know, obviously if people have kids, that's a different story, but it's like, you're, you're never, you're probably never going to get another mom because women are hard to deal with. Not, so not all of them, but men have been through enough stuff to where like, yeah, I'm much better off without you. Any of you. Yeah. It's a hard one. Like, it's hard for me to say anything because obviously I'm not in that position. Yeah. I've been with the same girl for a very long time. 13 years. Yeah. 14 years. So, I mean, it's yeah. a little different, but I would guess the one thing I can add to that perspective being the guy who's been with his high school girlfriend since high school is... On the flip side of what you're saying, because I definitely agree with what you're saying, and I've seen that a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've seen girls drag good guys through the fucking mud, but I've also seen a lot of guys claiming they're getting drugged through the mud by a bad chick when they're not being honest with their faults. Yeah. Like I- there, There's always going to be the, the counter opposite. Yeah. And I think that that might be part of the suffering in silence or the, maybe not suffering silence, the, the macho part of men where- like I've seen guys, like I worked with a guy who was getting divorced and it was just, you know, ex-wife this, ex-wife that, ex-wife this, ex-wife that. And it's like, dude, you, you were out doing drugs. You were out fucking drinking all the time. Oh, I never cheated on her. You were never home either. If you weren't working, you were out partying. Mm-hmm. Like I can't blame her for hating you. Yeah. That's very, yeah. So it's like you got, and and it's a hard one. Cause I would probably say. From my perspective and the stories I've heard, a little over 50% of the men are being ignorant to they're the reason they're getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. Where I feel like a lot of divorced men think it's 80% of men didn't deserve it. Agreed. I mean, at the beginning of mine, I was like, what the fuck am I? I'm not doing anything. I'm out here busting my ass. I moved for you. I did everything that you wanted to do and you're still acting. You still want more. Yeah. And then, you know, after a few years, I'm like, you know, I kind of, I was a fucking bad alcoholic. Yeah. Not a nice person. I did this, this and that wrong. I kind of, I I mean, marriage is two people. It takes two. No. That's what what people forget. Exactly. That's what a lot of guys going through. I don't know how many, I mean, you, you almost always hear it on the job site, you know, like you, like you just admitted you were that way when it first started happening was, mm-hmm. you know, I did all this and fuck this and fucking needy and she doesn't appreciate me. And then after a few years of reflection, you're like, mm, well, I guess I had a few, few things there. Yeah. I, I was quite the asshole. I could have helped with. <laughs> and a lot of guys go, but the thing is a lot of, I don't even know if I'd say half, little less than half the guys even after a few years like you even get there. I know guys to this day who still blame their f- first ex-wife. For everything. Yeah, and it's like, dude, you have four ex-wives. What do they, all four of them have in common? <laughs> I got to wonder if all four of them were the problem. Yeah. You uh, know? Yeah, the stats are showing that you are the problem. Yeah. No, it's just, it's hard to be a dude, especially, you know, in marriage. And then, I don't know, there's just so much shit about it without, I'm trying to keep this one on the rails. Yeah. Um. I don't know. What do you what do you find 
Albert, as being hard? What, what's hard for you as being a guy? What do you find that tests you, your limits of your gender-appropriate role? <laughs> hmm. I think, for me, the accusation of... I don't care or I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I think I don't get me wrong. My wife doesn't come to me too much with that, but I, I can see it in her face. Like she's funny cause she does these things and I'm like, this is what you're thinking. And she goes, don't act like you've known me for the last 15 years. Like, have like, I know exactly what that face means. And I know what this tone means on the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're, you know, we're going through, slow times in business and she's just sitting here and she's like, are you just not worried about it? And I'm like, no, I'm worried about it. It's just, what, what, what is actively worrying about it going to do? Well, it's cause I'm choosing to suffer in silence about it. Yeah. Doing the opposite of what you were talking about where it's like, instead of opening up about it, I just do the math. I know what the math means and I'm done thinking about you, it. Yeah. You've already done your calculations. Like, like I told her like, yeah, am I stressed? Yeah. Am I worried? Yeah. But, me showing it or fucking advertising it to the world isn't going to change the situation. Yeah. So I choose not to. That's part of what I was trying to say earlier is I think sometimes suffering in silence is admirable being because you don't want to come across as a whiny bitch. And I see guys who fuck those lines up all the time. There's guys who they're contemplating hanging themselves and they don't reach out. That's not good. No. But then there's guys who, Fuck my job, fuck my life, fuck, you know, taxes, my car's fucking broke, nothing fucking works right, this, that, and the other. And then it's like, dude, nut up and deal with your shit. Like, you're, you're, everything you're opening up about are things you can fix mm-hmm. on your own pretty quick. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm, I'm cautious to tell people to be touchy-feely because it seems like a lot of people get an inch and take a mile you know yeah there's there's definitely going to be that part where it's okay like i hate guys who bitch about being fat yes like it's one thing like I told my wife i've gained some weight and i've gotten way off my rocker on the good eating i'm always preaching about but i'm not complaining that it's happened to me mm-hmm. i'm disappointed in myself for allowing it to happen and i see a lot of guys not be able to do that like i'm fucking fat i can't fucking lose weight nothing's working you mean you not- can't keep your hand out of a Pringles can. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I want to say to those people. Yeah. So, but it's like, and you, you learn that really quick. You know, when, when you, when, when you first reach out to somebody to try to help them, you want, you want to do the, but you want to do what you can. you're like, I'm your friend. I want, I'm here to help. What can I do? And they start working on it and getting, you know, but then, then you start noticing the pattern of mm-hmm. wanting attention, being a complainer. like, okay, well I'm done. I mean, I, either your life is fucking shot and you're just complaining about every, you know, one thing now, fixing it, and, you know, there's always something new, or you just want to complain for attention. There's always going to yeah, be that fine yeah. line. So, and you, those people weed themselves out of the equation very, very quickly. Yeah. Like, there's people on Facebook where I quit. I, 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 you know, I just got them off of my re- feed. I was tired of scrolling through and seeing. I was like, okay, bro. Oh, yeah. I get it. That shit happened. But enough. But you have to either take control over it now or just shut the fuck up. Right. And that's exactly what I'm talking about is. And that, 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 is, can, that contradicts everything we just yeah, said. Yeah, that, that is a slippery soap leading right back to what you were saying, which is 
too much suffering. Now you're encouraging people to suffer in silence, yeah. but you don't want too much suffering in silence because nobody wants a phone call that there's a funeral arranged for you in two weeks. Yeah. Like nobody wants that shit. You know, being a man is just fucking hard. I just, it's so, it's just so weird. And it's, it's not weird being a man. And it's not weird that it's hard. It's just, to me, it's weird how society is diminishing it these days. You know, I'm not saying all women, but a lot of women want these touchy feely fucking men. And then like you always catch them looking at the hairy bearded guy on the movie 300 because they chose to marry, you know, pencil dick fucking nursery worker who can't change a tire on their car on the way home from the movies. And it's like, why do you think that is? What's the old, what's the song by fucking Justin Moore? Beta hook. Yeah. You ever heard that song? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was the same shit. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> where my mind went. Lotiony hands that. can't even grip a tackle box. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's, uh, what the fuck did I just drop? I don't know. Oh, my wallet. No, that's, uh, it's just, I don't know. I see it annoying because I, like, I, I'm not worried about it because I, I know who I am. I know who my wife is. I know we don't have problems with man, woman issues. It's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. But I see society doing this shit all the time and I got two little boys. And that shit worries the shit out of me because, you know, I have a certain way I want to raise my little boys into men and society has their own fucking ideas. Mm -hmm. So now I have to, I'm finding myself having to contradict these ideas of society all the time. And a lot of it is on shit that I don't understand why I'm even, why do I even have to put effort into it? Like the fact that I have to expel energy to teach my kid it's not okay to cry just because you're upset. To me, that seems like a no-brainer. I tell my kid, you're allowed to cry. I mean, he's five, okay? So he's not divorced. He hasn't lost a kid. His wife isn't cheating on him. None of these things that a grown-ass man might cry about are happening to him. He's five. So I tell him, when you're crying, like tears, bawling, drooling, snot, you better have a broken bone a fucking big nasty cut that's leaking blood all over the place. Um, and I, yeah, I said leaking cause that's what my son says, by the way, it's kind of funny cause dad, I'm leaking. <laughs> He's got a cut on his finger. But anyway, like this is why I tell him are acceptable times to cry. Meanwhile, at school, the teacher says, you know, if you're upset because you're not getting away, it's okay to cry. I tell my son, no, it's not. Yeah. There's, there's a fine line in that because now at that point, the teacher's showing to, throw a fit when you don't get your way. Well, I, I just, I don't know if she has kids or not. I don't know much about her. I just, I don't, you don't agree. I, yeah, I don't agree. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to accuse her of like trying to raise my kid to be some fucking weirdo or some fucking baby. I think, I think maybe what she's trying to portray to him is something that's more acceptable to talk to him when he's like 16, you know, when you're like, Hey man, your heart's broken. It's okay to shed a tear about it. Yeah. Fucking your favorite dog died. You're going to cry about it. That shit's okay. It's okay to shed a tear. And I think she's maybe just trying to give a lesson that's not, to me, not ready for a five-year-old. For him, I'm trying to get him to quit crying over every little fucking thing. Yeah. You know, I can't get my applesauce and my fucking yogurt milk. Fucking, wait, wait, wait. No, don't fucking cry. Like he does all the time. His little brother's fucking with him and he cries. It's like, dude, don't cry. Mm-hmm. Come cry when you got a finger facing the wrong direction or something. <laughs> when you're looking at the fucking 
Oh my god, that's yeah. funny. No, and 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 now I find myself actively overmanlying my kids. Like my kids kind of come across as crude little savages, which is what I wanted. Yeah. Which is what I'm hoping they become is I want them to be but, I mean I, th- I want them to be go I want when they're grown ass men, I want them to be known as respectable savages. You know, people find it funny or not funny. Some find it funny, some find it offensive that I let my kids cuss like motherfuckers at home. But listen how I talk. And my wife is no better than me. I assure you that. But I've also, I think I've said it before, you know, my kids never cuss at school. Mm-hmm. Like I've set fine boundaries for him not to cross. But, you know, my my wife and her her mom and people kind of get worried that I'm giving them a little too much natural savage and i'm just like if most people can agree they don't like the direction society's going these days and if society's ever going to course correct you're going to need you know you're going to need men to be stronger and more blunt than what we have now because what we have now is leading in the wrong direction it's that old quote you know what is it strong men create easy times easy times create weak men weak Mm -hmm. men create hard times hard times create strong men I think we're in the hard times part and I'm working on trying to create some strong men. Yeah. And I think that's, it's fucking hard. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, cause I, I, I see where you're saying, cause you don't want him to cry over everything. And it's a conversation that he should be having in the future. I mean, cause yeah. you're not, you're, you're not teaching. I mean, you're going to teach him to be a man, but you also in the future, when he gets older, you want him to understand that, you know, it's acceptable, you know, when, when your fucking girlfriend breaks up with you not not every single one because you're in love next week with yeah. number three yeah but like you know with the girl that you've been in you've been dating for three years oh yeah if the fucking dog dies but yeah not because you got an f or fucking you got a parking ticket yeah and then teach him to not suffer in silence oh yeah and be able to talk about his stuff yep no and and that's i don't know it's just a wor- weird world is all i'm saying it just seems like Men are getting less manly and society's getting worse and everybody's more frustrated at it, but nobody wants to say maybe it's time for men to be more, more manly. I don't think men should be. Well, I mean, if you look at it, we, we have, I mean, they, what we see on social media and news and things like that, they show us the non-manly men. They show us the feminine men, but there are a lot of manly men, you know, the people that won't that don't agree with what we're talking about. They're, they're going to say, don't you ever talk about your feelings. And at that, I'm like, nah, yeah, yeah, kinda, it's a little wrong. I know kind of want to talk about this because yeah. something's going to happen if I don't. Yeah. No, I think that, and that's what we need to find that where you lean a little bit more towards the manly man, but you also have a few characteristics or you're a little bit more willing to, you know, just chit chat. Yeah. I mean, here's a good analogy of what we need these days. What we have is that Starbucks video you were talking about where some dude is on there crying about having to work eight hours a day and there's four people for the whole floor for all the people ordering coffee. You need a little less of that and a little more of the guy who says, this fucking job sucks and then goes back to work. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's kind of all I'm saying. Like you still need to say this job sucks if the job sucks, Yeah. but you also need to just fucking nut up and deal with it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think women need to start asking men to do this because I, at, at the same time, be careful. That's because and I'm only using this as past experience because when, once you, depending on the person you're in a relationship with, 
what you say is now instantly a weapon against you. No, that's fine. You got to use the weapons, right? So it's like if I t- if I say for a woman, women need to start selling men, hey, nut up, quit being such a sissy. Go learn how to change a fucking tire. So if we ever have a flat tire on the way home, we don't get fucking murdered by the fucking hitchhikers, you know. And then that woman's being a royal fucking, you know, mean person to you. So you remember when you told me to man up? Well, you're really being a bitch right now and I don't like it. <laughs> like be a man about it. And that goes both ways, you know. Women need to be more womanly too and call out shitty men. No, I'm, I'm just saying in the past, you know, I know it's happened to me and I, if it's happened to me, it's happened to a lot of other people where there's been things said, you know, by accident or in the heat of the moment, and, you know, mm-hmm. just by accident. And then it's, or they opened up about their feelings and, you know, all of a sudden their partner's perspective has changed of them. All of a sudden, well, I'm not, this person doesn't sound like the par- person I used to be with because he's having a hard time. You know, why, why is that fair for the for me to be able to open up and say something and then all of a sudden I'm looked down, I'm looked less as now. That's not fair. See? Nothing about life is fair. We never said this was a fairness talk. <laughs> well, no, I'm not I'm not saying fair, you know, but how does how does that help? You know, there's, I mean, I gave you exactly what you wanted and now you're fucking making me, you're making it worse? Maybe. I don't know. I guess I don't understand your example. Hmm. I'm going to need an example. Because part of me is like, I can't gauge whether this is a part where you need to man up and tell someone they're a mean person or this is one of those moments where suffering in silence is the proper thing to do. Hmm. I'm having a hard time with an example here now. <laughs> like, like, are we talking about, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to address that question without an example. Yeah, I'm going to have to think about it and come back to you. Yeah, it's just a hard one because like, I think I see where you're going, but to me, it's it's a complex problem with a simple solution. And like, if, you know, you're talking about things getting thrown back in your face because they were set out of heat of the moment or you open up about your feelings and you look down upon, you have to do two things. If you're looked down upon, you need to be like, is there something worthy about getting looked down upon? Like, if you're going and saying, you know, I just feel like I don't get enough time to play Halo. Like, <laughs> okay. I feel like it, okay. it's worth getting looked down upon yes. for that. But... At the flip side, if you're like, like I have two examples, but I'm afraid the same because I think people would find out who we're talking about. Um, let's say if you're looked down upon because you come home to a filthy fucking house. Like I'll bring, I'll, I'll bring examples from, you know, my childhood. Coming home to a dirty fucking house. And I don't think the problem was the house was dirty. I mean, keep in mind, I grew up with five brothers. Like, good luck. <laughs> we have two and they're a fucking pain in the ass. Anyway, is the problem that the house is dirty or is the problem that my dad from the get-go wasn't, didn't draw a clear enough line for my mom? Like I had, yeah, that's not the example I'm thinking about. Like, well, what I'm saying, like, clear enough line is the the standard of cleanliness. Well, like, if the expectation is for me to go work sixty hours a week, I think it's only fair that I should come home and not have to pick shit up off the floor to get to the couch. Yeah, was that put forward enough? Now I can tell you the problem. With my parents' relationship is nobody drew any of the property lines, and no one respected the other enough. You know, my dad was working all the time; would be mad at my mom. But he would negate the fact that my mom worked nights. 
So mm-hmm. it's like, she, he's mad that she didn't clean the house while she was sleeping. I don't know. I gotcha. I mean, I'm sure as a kid, I'm sure if they were here, they'd say there's lots of other shit going on. But that's just an example I can think of. You know, I've told friends before that kind of talked to me about relationship issues they're having. I, the common theme I think I see and the difference I see between my relationship and theirs, you know, coming from the place that I'm not having problems and they are having problems is I'm very clear about who I am what I expect out of my wife. And she's very clear about what she expects out of me as well. You know, like I said, the dishes thing I've told my, I told my wife from the get go, that's a non deal. I don't do dishes. That's not a manliness thing. She thinks it's hilarious that I dry heave it. Dishwater smell. That smell will make me fucking start dry heaving instantaneously. Really? Yes. In- intro. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. So I just told her dishes are a no go for me. So how did you do the dishes this morning? Did you fucking nose clip your nose or what? No. Fucking. First of all, most of them weren't that dirty. Second of all, fresh water the whole time, no sink full of water, and I had the big <laughs> fucking scrubby handle thing. Yeah. So you're not touching any of it. No. But That's uh, funny. And I also don't like clean them. Clean them. I put them in the dishwasher. I clean them. You rinse them off. I clean them a little bit with a little scrub brush. Put them in the dishwasher. If it doesn't get clean the first time, I tell her to run it again. (laughs) (laughs) I pay the electric bill. It's cool. Um, But no, we have we've always had clear lines. Like 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 we've talked about and with when Haley was on these episodes, I was talking about her being a housewife and a quote unquote homemaker. Like I was very clear. Like that was kind of what. That's my opinion on what I. Not my, that's what I want my significant other to do. Mm-hmm. I want to be responsible for making sure the lights stay on, the bills get paid, all this, that, and the other. And I want the other person to be responsible for the other things. That was very clear before we got married. Mm-hmm. So other issues I see with people is sometimes they're not clear. I got friends who married free spirits and then are mad that they don't do the dishes. It's like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. Did you clarify that's what your expectation was? You know, some women are fine with that. Some aren't. Mm-hmm. But you, both of them, women have to be clear. Like, like it, you know, if, if you were going to get married and you tell someone, hey, I don't clean, I don't do laundry, I don't do dishes, I expect you to do all that. It's a give and take. My wife can look at me and say, well, I expect you to pay the bills. I expect you to make sure we don't go hungry. I expect you to make sure bad guys don't break into our house and ax murder us. Mm-hmm. And do you, do we agree that we both can take care of these things? Then yes, we're good to go. But sometimes I think maybe women do that thing where they, there might be an issue of women saying, oh yeah, I'll be a homemaker when they never wanted that. Mm-hmm. And that would be a problem with the woman not being open enough not drawing a hard line like a woman a woman can come to a man and say i don't do dishes and if the man says okay then he never has the right to bitch about her not doing dishes yeah you know not that that i wanted to turn this into a marriage advice but (laughs) this is this deleted episode coming back (laughs) no (laughs) it's just men i guess all i was trying to say is men need to draw hard lines of what they expect out of women and women need to draw hard lines what they expect out of men and all of those lines should crisscross at a man being manly. Okay. And a manly man does a lot of different things. Manly man doesn't suck start a pistol either. So it doesn't mean suffer in silence until you're ready to do that. That means go talk and get it handled. Take care of your business. You know, sometimes if you're under a lot of pressure and under a lot of stress, sometimes the best thing to do is not let it be contagious to your whole fucking family and deal with it. 
sometimes you do have to suffer in silence. Who's playing music? I don't know. <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to think how I want to respond. What are you, what do you think is one of the most misunderstood things about being a manly man besides whether or not it's time to talk about feelings or not? Like what is another thing that you think is like mis misrepresented or not understood? Oh, sorry. I don't know. Yeah. Nothing. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm just, yeah. It's a hard one. I think just being a man is, deserves a little more respect from both men and women though. Mm hmm. I guess that would be the way I would try to just sum up everything I ranted about is being a man is just, like I said, it needs to be respected more by men and women because there are men out there that think it's, oh, I support the house. I go work eight hours a week and then I come sit on the couch and drink 14 beers and go to bed. Yeah, that's all they contribute with. Yeah, that's uh goes back to not checkboxing one of those requirements I talked about at the beginning. Mm -hmm. You got nothing? No, I'm just debating. Debate on what? Say it. Oh, man. Just say it on the mic. That's why they're here. I know, I know, I know. All right, fuck it. Let's do it. So in 2020, like we were talking about suffering in silence, um, I think people should talk about it because I fucking heavily debated it. I guess my question would be, is there levels to it? Or do you think it should be everything? Um, making sure you don't shoot yourself. Well, yeah. We agreed there. Yeah. Never disagreed there. I'm saying, do you, okay, do you ever see a time where it's less manly to bitch about it than not to? Um, I don't think bitching about that would is a big issue. Not that. I'm saying, is there a subject? Okay, if, if someone came to you and said something that they're upset about, didn't like, or having issues with, is there ever a time where you think like, so shut up and deal with it? Yes. I mean, you're going to know when those issues are. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you, those, those issues are clearly defined. Yeah. I'm talking about like, I guess just being the man, the expectations and how we see it as it's, you know, it's difficult. Mm -hmm. I understand when it's, you know, constant complaining, when it's really your, you know, man, you just need to take care of it. You know, you, when you, those lines are very clear. I think clear. you said the key word there. I think maybe the problem is I'm not being clear. There's, there's a line somewhere between complaining and talking about it. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of men think talking about it is complaining. Yeah. And I think a lot of complaining is worthless. Does that make sense? Like I think, I think some men and some women expect men to talk about things that aren't like. Yeah. Not. So a lot of my old, a lot of my old bullshit never really came out because it's like, why people don't care. 
It's just going to be me complaining about life. Mm -hmm. And when a lot of it should have been talked about. So you're saying if you don't talk about the little things, it might snowball into a big thing. Yes. Okay. So how, how do you deal with the, the, the middle ground there? Because I'm a firm believer that if, if you give, like I said, you give people an inch, they're going to take a mile. So if you start telling men, Hey, you need to talk about it. Like what is the difference between talking about it and just being a complainer? I, we already talked about it. You'll, you'll, you'll very easily find. Like, do you have a, like a, a topic? Like obviously talking about it would be, I'm having problems with my marriage. I'm, I'm not happy. I'm something. But in my opinion, like, uh, I hate my job to me. That's complaining. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's on you. Go fix it. Take care of it. But you know, if, all right, talking about marriage, you know, someone, someone died. I don't know what to do. I can't fucking, I'm, you know, I make this, you know, I just, I'm getting this far and now this happens, you know, like where, where where's the break? You know, where's, I guess not where's the break. Cause that's complaining. No, where's the, no, that's not where's the break. That's, that's exactly the, what I was trying to explain is. I think the things you need to talk about are all those things that lead to that thought of when is enough enough Yeah, because everybody goes through that. But all I was trying to say is I feel like there is men. I know there's men who confuse talking about the things that are leading up to enough is enough and being bitchers and whiners and complainers. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like there's guys, I guess a better way to put it would be the things I think men should talk about are things that men can't just fix on their own. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You can't fix if your wife isn't happy with you, you can't go to her and say, Hey, start being happy with me. No, you <laughs> very easily can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. So you can't fix that yourself. That's probably something you need to talk about with someone then. Yeah. You need to say, Hey, I have a marriage issues. Yeah, you need to you need to talk about yeah, that shit. But not complaining that my fucking car won't run. Yeah, go fix it. Yeah, learn how to do it. Ask I, for help. I think maybe that was a better way better way to explain what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I think men need to like I'm not saying wait all the way until you're ready to do something drastic before you reach out. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like you're saying, if you reach out before, you'll never get to that point. Yes. maybe. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the the goal would be not to ever even get near that point. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying you also. That would be, if that's the finish line is talking someone off a ledge, there's got to be a starting line. And if there's a starting line, the, the starting line is everything before, before wherever men decide that starting line is, would be what I call complaining. The shit that you can fix right now, right here, right how. Like I'm fat. I've gained weight. Well, you know what, Albert, there's your fucking row machine. Go solve the problem. Like, that's what I see. Like, yeah. Com yeah. Complaining about weight, you know, that's. I agree. I definitely agree. That's yeah. something that you are 100% I guess, controlling. I guess maybe that was something I should have clarified is it's when I say men need to suck it up and not be bitches and complainers about things they can fix. Yeah. That's, it's a very, that, that's a very touchy part because there's so many, yeah. that's why it, it, it comes to the, I guess, viewer discretion. Yeah. Well, maybe I probably should have threw those words in because a lot of the things you, you rattled off there real quick, someone died this happen. My marriage is falling apart. When is enough? It's like, those are all things like you, you can't go, Hey, you're I not dead. I fucking drink too much. What do I do? Yeah. You, you can't go just to the person, you know, family member or someone you lost and be like, Hey, 
you can't die right now. No. Like, you can't fix that. So I would say, I guess, may- maybe a rule of thumb for men should be if you can't fix it and it's causing you problems, you should talk about it. If you can fix it, then you should go fucking fix it. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's a good way to. Maybe that's a better it. way to clarify that, because I'm not saying men should suck it up at all times by no means. Mm-mm. But I do think it. I. It's still very admirable when men can, though. <laughs> I mean, if you're such a contradicting. I person. know. <laughs> it's ad, it's admirable. Is it necessary? No. I mean, it's admirable that a guy can bench press 855 fucking pounds on steroids. Does that mean every guy needs to do it? No. So maybe I, I don't know. There's gotta, there is some value to being able to deal with shit though. I'm not saying it makes you good or bad. There's just a value there. It's that whole cup analogy. Some people might have a big gulp. Some people might have a 20 ounce, whatever. Some people might have a shot glass Mm -hmm. and you know, uh, extraordinary men are going to have, big gulp size cups in a lot of different categories. And I think if you start telling everyone that it's okay to not have a big gulp, it's just a slippery slope. I think you just got to slow down. Like, like how we just clarified up there in the last six minutes is maybe me saying men need to stop bitching and learn how to handle their own shit. It's not, I wasn't saying that as a, a fucking generic end all statement. It's like, throwing in those three little words of thing or throwing in those few words of saying things you can fix. It makes a big difference to the whole point I was trying to make. Yeah. And maybe that's see, it's part of what's being hard about being a man. Sometimes <laughs> you have an intention and you just can't say it right. And it comes across a lot worse than what you're trying you just gotta to be able to follow. I not follow through openly communicate, I guess I'm not openly communicate. I guess clarify. clearly, yeah, clearly, clear. clearly and clarify. Men it. suffer with it. I just, I'm a man. I just suffered with it for the last 13 minutes. And oh, it happens with every, even well, relationships. I've had it with say. my girl, with my girlfriend. You know, we have this, you know, she says something and I interpret it one way. Oh, exactly. Oh, oh, cool. She got it. Yeah. Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> oh, oops. I yeah. read, I read the text wrong. No people <laughs> of relationships happens all the time. You know yeah. how many guys I've heard that are like fucking, she don't cook, she don't clean, she don't do the dishes. And it's like, well, did you like say that's something you wanted out of a partner? Mm-hmm. Well, no. Well then she misunderstood that is she doesn't need to cook clean or do the dishes. <laughs> like, what do you expect? <laughs> Can you be mad at her at that point? I guess that's kind of what I'm talking about. The divorce guys, sometimes guys don't realize their faults, but no, it's just, it's a weird one. Being a dude's hard. Being a man's hard. There's a lot of shit that goes into being a man. Mm-hmm. It might, we might make it look super simple, but inside it's a fucking hellfire. Definitely. I'm sure being a woman is just as crazy because then you got to throw in hormonal periods and mm-hmm. menstrual cycles. And <laughs> that, that, I'm sure that- If it's is, any worse on the inside than what it looks like on the outside, I'm happy to be a man. Yeah. I think most men are, I mean, to be honest. Yeah. But it's just- it's a weird one, and I think the whole idea of being a man just needs to be more respected by everybody. Because mm-hmm. even you know, and to clar- to clarify that part, don't we're not saying worship. Yeah, no, just, no, no. Because I, I, I've been told that. Yeah, I get before. what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not saying no one needs to worship nobody or wash anybody's yeah. feet unless that's your thing. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like, did you you even see men? who are like, oh, he's just a fucking alpha male. Mm-hmm. You fucking jealous? 
sounds like a jealous. Like you're mad that the guy is physically fit and has a great fucking job and keeps his that fucking, he fucking wife around chest puffing. Yeah, like you should respect that. Yeah. I mean, unless he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, fucking eating little kids or something. I don't know. Yeah, hitting the wife at home. It seems like being an alpha male would be a good thing. I I would agree. In these days, it seems like it's becoming a negative. Like, oh, look at that alpha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, maybe I look at Instagram too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious of what your feed looks like. Oh man, the problem is I have two. My, remember how yeah. you talked about on the last episode about needing the uh, which which profile you're yeah. using to scroll through and communicate with? I constantly am like sitting there on my business one, and I'm liking all kinds of shit, and I'm like do I like this or does my business like this? <laughs> like, all right, I need to go to my personal one and start. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the blue collar TikTok feed. I don't do anything besides post and reply to comments because I don't want to fuck that feed up. Yeah. On the Instagram, on the blue collar Instagram, I follow anybody who follows us back. Okay. So I do a follow for follow and I try to like, um, like significant posts. I heard that. <laughs> stupid fucking flies i try to like significant posts only from people that we follow maybe that's why i'm not getting enough shit maybe i should just start liking everything yeah fuck it i don't know the instagram views are down guys helps out <laughs> do you got anything you want to add though like do you feel there's a i mean aside from clarifying the you know handle your business versus when it the the time is the time to go talk about it like we clarified that up i think just check on one another you know we talk about it you know in the workplace a lot you know be your brother's keeper just because we're not at work doesn't mean you need to send a text back hey man how you doing are you doing okay i've 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 seen these you know how you doing like there's a there's a couple gentlemen that reached out to me about quitting drinking and all this and that where i reached out you know a month later hey man how you doing you know just check up on your friends, check up on them. If, and I've also noticed where people will reach out to me and ask how I'm doing and, you know, but they are very one worded. So I don't know. I'm not going to sit there and pry. Yeah. That's a hard one. That's very hard because I understand if you want to reach out to somebody, but if you're going to reach out, you also need to be willing to open up about it. Yeah. So you, you, you can't, if I can't, I can't text Albert and expect him to understand my text message saying I need help. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Um, I think that, like I was saying in the beginning, I think if if men just start reaching out to each other to check in, that's going to make talking about shit when it's the time to talk about it way easier than it is now, and it needs to get to that point. Yeah. And if someone's texting you asking how you're doing, yeah, the one word shit's hard because I got a buddy who I know is not doing good. You, hey man, how are you and the family? Okay. Okay, so yeah, (laughs) like. And like you said, you don't want to be intrusive too much. You don't want to pry a lot. You don't, but what do you do? So like, I'd encourage if, if maybe someone's texting you saying, Hey, how you doing? Like elaborate, be keep, honest, keep a conversation going. Yeah. Be, yeah. Be honest, especially, but elaborate, try, try to give at least a sentence or two, but you know, good, bad. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm alive. I'm fucking sun's up, you know, Keep conversation. Yeah, going. keep the conversation. That's what's great about texting. Yeah, like I, because that's where I was getting at. I've had people reach out to me and like, "Hey, John, how you doing? I'm man, I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm just, I'm working. Cool. Anything else you want to <laughs> talk about? And then nothing. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, well. Did hopefully you didn't need anything. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard one. 
I but would, yeah, that that's my, that's my message. Just make sure you reach out and just who knows. Yeah. Anything you'd say to women? No. <laughs> that was a very thoughtful no. I've seen about a billion things roll through your head. I've I've been married. I know the answer to this. <laughs> women, you're perfect angels. Ah. I swear that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yep. Yeah, I don't I don't really know how to answer that question because I'm not I'm not answering it. I plead the fifth. I'm married, I got nothing to worry about. Yeah. I would tell women just to uh call a dude out when he's not being a good dude. If he's being a douche, call him a douche. If he's being fucking if he can't change a tire, make him go learn how to change a tire. And if he's being mean to you, fucking tell him to go fuck off and quit being around him. Mm-hmm. Don't think all guys are that way. So call it as you see if it. You, if you want to, what, what is it? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I, I All right, the equality thing. If you want to fucking act like a dude, expect to get treated like a dude. Yeah. Don't be very rude and mean to a guy and expect him to not be rude and mean yeah. back. That's kind of where I'm at. I, I So this is going to take a turn. <laughs> 100% agree don't hit women but if you're gonna fucking stand there and hit me you might get hit back that's not 100% then John no I'm like I'm, I'm talking like open <laughs> domestic violence you know like if you're gonna fucking hit me I yeah all right so this is yeah <laughs> let's just delete this <laughs> no but I've seen no, I've seen videos I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I hit fucking women I've seen videos where women will sit there and beat on a dude and then instantly play the victim where they get up, you know, they get pushed back or w- they get hit once. And they're like, why'd you do that? That was a woman, bro. She was a fucking attacking him. Yeah. There was, there's a famous video. That, that that's, that's yeah. kind of where I was going. I'm not saying I'm a fucking abuser. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a famous video. If you'll, you'll find it. If you, it's been on YouTube, it was on the news and it's been on Instagram a billion different times. Famous video of some drunk girl fucking just straight, straight up boxing this dude in the face mm-hmm. and he's standing there and after about the fifth or sixth time just getting closed fist nailed in the fucking nose he open slant open hand slaps the shit out of her knocks her out cold mm-hmm. and everybody freaks out on him yeah and that was kind of his point was no one stopped her why i took it for about a minute before i had enough at what point in time is it my right to defend myself yeah to yeah. defend myself and people would say just walk away to be fair this guy was in the corner there was no walking away. And of course, like you said, there was a crowd watching this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So after he took quite a few hits before he got mad and just open hand slapped her. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what to say to those people. I've never had that issue in my relationship. And uh, that's just kind of where I was trying to get. To. Yeah. My wife has probably hit pretty good. I know one time <laughs> she punched me and I was like, really? She goes, I didn't mean to hit you that hard. It's like, that was kind of fucking rude. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's a, uh, I don't know. I just, I guess don't under for for the women perspective. I hope they just don't underestimate and understand that guys aren't just fucking fucking off, dicking off. Meathead cavemen. Yeah, they're doing a lot of guys are. We're just more complex than we look. Is all I'm saying. It's a good way to put (laughs) it. Yeah, good way to end it. I think. Yeah. Um, I think the problem with this episode is it's a long one. Is it? Yeah, we're pretty long right now. Okay. Um, I think 
that is why these episodes get so off the ra- they're not getting off the rails i think we're trying to compress this episode too much well yeah because there's so many different trails that this fucking topic can go off of and we're just trying to stay on the fucking straight and narrow when we could t- take a fucking left there and a fucking right there yeah. and shit there, like that there's a lot of forks in the road yeah and we're trying to com- compress exploring a bunch of those forks into too small of a time frame because we're at an hour 23 right now. Well, we have two open mic spots. So if we want to get more people, that's on here what today, I was going to say. Maybe we need to get some, you know, maybe, maybe our significant others out here at the same time and just do like a two hour episode or something. I think that's the problem is it's, it's a long one. Yeah. Maybe like trying to explain religion in 30 minutes. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but anyway, guys, I think we've said enough and, fact maybe we'll just do a part two of this someday yeah who knows um we'll keep going because this is a follow-up episode we are having our contest still the giveaway's going on right now so make sure you're commenting yep it ends on april 8th correct yep yep so all you have to do is comment saying i listen or i like you have to say something along those lines and it has to contain the blue collar syndicate show or podcast is the blue collar syndicate show just throw in blue collar syndicate we know it yep um one one name entry so you can't say you can't comment 20 times to get more entries it's a one one name entry and one random winner is going to win something that we have that we have gotten for you personalized and it's going to be great so enjoy it and also on those social medias they're going to be all on tiktok instagram and facebook just search blue collar syndicate wherever you go yep type it in it's going to come in because we have it in different funky ways because of the way other people already have it and you can click on the links in the show notes because it's already there. So we are saving you the hassle, saving you the thumb space. So that way you have more energy to type in in the comments. Alrighty, folks. I think that was a that was a fun one. Hopefully yeah. we don't receive too much hate. Well, I mean, we made it through our cancel episode. So we're just fucking treading water now. Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Later. Later.